You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, please, 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 please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. We're also on Instagram uh, at CRS Podcast. Uh, clockradiospeakers.com, no longer powered by Tumblr, which you can get all previous, what are we at, 400? We passed 400, right? 400? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, it, they just run into each other now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we are, because this is 420, this is 424? Yeah. It's 424. that's right. It's 424, yep. Uh, you can get all previous 423 episodes there. And uh, of course, Doc is in the building. Yes, sir. Um, Doc, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Doing good. Um very hot it's summertime but um you know it's all good we got we got some we got an interesting definitive 15 to talk about today i'm excited it kind mm-hmm. of snuck mm-hmm. up on me actually like a little bit because i was like oh this will be easy and then i was like no nah <laughs> <laughs> nah big dog nope nope yeah. nope nope so we're going to be doing the definitive 15 mixtapes yes we, um, i think we need to there's a couple things we need to do Okay. We need to define what a mixtape is. Okay. We probably because, should have did that before we did our list. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, no, I think it's good to have the conversation a bit about it because like, you know, you got like Drake putting out like Dark Lane demo tapes mm-hmm. and calling it a mixtape. Mm-hmm. No. No. It's not a yeah. mixtape. It's also not definitive. Well, no, that's not on my list. Right. But like, that's not a mixtape. You know, I think once you get to the era of streaming calling something a mixtape gets a little to me anyway gets a little weird because like Mm -hmm. if you're able to put it up right alongside the other stuff in your catalog and to your fans they get it the exact same way that they'd get an album what exactly is the difference that's a good question and like you as an i mean you have put out mixtapes as an artist most of my catalog is mixtapes so for you, a good chunk of my like, catalog. what is the difference for you between a mixtape and an album? Freedom. <laughs> I think that actually, that's a great answer because I think that goes a long way into defining certainly like a chunk of what I want to talk about today. Yeah, freedom. Um, I think, you know, I come from the era where the album was very structured in terms of what types of songs yeah. um, that you had to do, um, what production, you know, I'm very, very particular about my production. I'm just, I'm not just saying at the doc, but like... Mm. Doc knows that because yeah. I've passed on crazy beats. But like, you know, as I'm announcing Kairos too, like producers are sending me stuff and sending me good stuff. And I'm like, ah, that's not it. Um, but it allows me to maybe go into some other spaces and find production, be it maybe production that already exists or go here, go that. Like, I don't have to go through the red tape. Um, there's just I can just if I want to rap for 80 bars and don't want to put a hook there, I can do that. Um you know, there's the, the there's that freedom in a lot of cases. And for many of these mixtapes that we're going to talk about today, it's also like not mixed and mastered, mm. um, okay. you know, v- rough demos, because we've mm. seen records like let's take um, let's take Wangsta, for example. Sure. Um, the 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 version that was all through the mixtapes was clearly not mixed and mastered, because when you hear the final version that appears on the eight mile soundtrack and then later get Richard die trying, it sounds totally different, feels bigger because they got a real engineer to put hands on it and make it into, you know, yeah. what we know what we know it is now. Um, so little things like that, I'd say, would 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 make the difference. 
uh, between an album and a mixtape for sure. Yeah, I think freedom, especially once we get to the era of the artist mixtape. Um, yep. And I actually, I want to, def- I want to, I want to see if we can hash out the eras of mixtapes in a sec because I took some notes. But you, you might be the mixtape king between the two of us here. So, oh, for sure. I already know. I, <laughs> I, I got some. I got some stuff that I know was not on your list. Yeah. Um. But um. But yeah, I think like, I think the mixed and mastered. I think initially that was a that was a result of kind of the fact that this that especially for artist mixtapes but even for dj mixtapes like they were meant to be outside the system that's right you know um so that's why when you said freedom i was like yeah you know and outside the system like meant has meant different things at different times you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but okay so i i tried to carve this into era eras and i i have four eras of of mixtapes Oh, I should do something similar. Okay. But, I, but right, you're, you you're the expert here. So I want you to, you tell me. So for me, there is what I'm just calling the pre-exclusive era. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this yep. is tapes of live mixes, maybe even mm. Ranji with blend tapes, but it's like, it yep. is about the, it is about the DJ and their skill and really almost nothing else. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Then you get into the exclusives and freestyles era, which mm-hmm. is kicked off by DJ Clue back to school part one the first mixtape mm. to be all about exclusives right okay and to me that's like that starts in 94 and mm-hmm. that there's overlap between between eras here because that still goes deep into like the into the first decade of the 2000s but to me absolutely even though it doesn't officially end when drama is arrested that sort of to me puts a little cap on that era almost yep yep you've got the artist mixtape era and I have this split into two. There's like what I call like there's the street album era, which is like 50. It's like 2002 mm-hmm. to like, I don't know, 07, 08. We can define when this is, right? That's like 50, Ooh. Dipset, T.I., Wayne, you know, okay. Jeezy, right? That is that like it's outside the system, but it's not. And oftentimes DJs are hosting these, but it is not mm-hmm. like a DJ playing just exclusives, whatever. It is very clearly like an artist trying to whether it's like work around their record label whether it's like the we got it for cheap series that's mm-hmm. like we have no other option we got to get out there whether that's i'm trying that's to right. break because i'm new and i want to do it on my own like there's all yeah. kinds of ways but that's like that first generation of that yep and then i have the second generation which you might call the blog era mm-hmm. the next generation of mixtapes right kid cuddy mm-hmm. drake j cole kendrick big crit asap etc 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 and that continues yeah. on. Even someone like Future, like he reinvents his career with records like 56 Nights and Monster. Absolutely. Even though at that point, we're already into the streaming era. So it's like, is this really a mixtape? But it's the same idea, right? It's about like, I'm either I'm an established artist and I'm reinventing myself or I've got a record label that's not cooperating. So I'm getting my stuff out there or I'm brand mm. new and this is the only way I can be heard. Like it's about, it's like outside the major label system. Yep. But do those four eras roughly sound right to you? I mean, like, I didn't know, because I know you're, I know you love the blend tape. So I didn't know if you'd consider that like its own little era. But to me, it's like, it's basically like there are two, like for me, there are, there are like some tentpole things that happen in mixtapes. There's DJ Clue, there's 50 Cent is the future, mm. there's drama getting arrested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything kind of like flows around that is kind of how I see it. But I don't know. How does that, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, there, there's definitely some, those are three very pointed um, 
eras and things that happen. Absolutely. I think there are other smaller things mm. um, that actually you got to think about uh, beef. Um, you got to think about DVD mixtapes. artists. Yeah. Art, yeah. Yeah. You got to think about artists, you know, using mixtapes to get music out um, through the Internet. Um, yeah. uh, cause you talked about the blog era. Um, what else? I think you also have to put an emphasis on the DJ becoming bigger than the artist too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and that, I think that starts with, that starts with clue. Mm, um, but, yeah. Drama, but it's huge for that. Yeah. I was about to say it blows up with the, the two names that I think of the most. when I think of that are DJ K Slay and DJ drama. Yeah. Um, the, the artists also, the DJs becoming A&Rs like mm. DJ clue. And of course, you know, this DJ clue signs fabulous. Yeah. Um, DJ clue has the whole desert storm team. So there's 18 Joe button stack bundles. Um, you know, who kid has DJ also, yes. Uh, DJs becoming part of like rapper entourages being just as important like artists. So, you know, uh, DJ clue signing to Rockefeller, uh, who kid signing to G unit, you know what I'm saying? Like, um uh DJ Drama signing with um uh uh what's TI Grand Hustle. Yeah, Grand Hustle. You know, those things are important. DJs getting on television, um, you know, direct effect on MTV and having mixtape Mondays and Shaheem Reed and again Clue and yeah, you know, lots and lots of like like the DJ, the mixtape era was so pointed and so important it always had a hold on the streets but like once it began to cross over and the labels that's why i hated the dj drama arrest is because it's not like these artists it's not like these djs were you know stealing these records though that was happening you know infamously uh dj don demarco stealing an early version of jay-z's ignorant ish um and tagging it to death and then essentially getting blackballed for it but most of the most of the songs that came out on mixtapes were given from the artists from a r's like the labels were working in tandem with these djs um so you know um that was the whole point of of labels and trying to work with like why do you think dj clue like yeah dj clue it wasn't just that he was a name it was that number one he had a radio show a very mm-hmm. popular radio show. Number two, he had one of the most That's popular right. series of mixtapes. So he had distribution. And because That's he right. had distribution, he had everybody who was coming up was like, if I get on a clue tape, if I get on Hot 97 to do That's a freestyle, right. I've got a shot. So if you're a label, number one, you want that connection so you can get access to these new artists. But also, you're going to have new artists of your own that you need to get out there. Absolutely. As a rapidy rap guy, my biggest goal was getting on one of those mixtapes. I was really close to getting on. There was DJ signing DJs. So I don't know if you remember um, there was K Slay and then K Slay signed a guy named DJ Radio. I remember I DJ Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Because he used to be on So a little bit. Yeah. I know. D- um, <laughs> I yeah. Know so DJ he had Radio. a. <laughs> he had, we had a plug to him and yeah. I was sending him freestyles and like. He was, he was the fr- he was the first person to be like nah <laughs> for my I was like what yeah um but that was the goal I well, didn't like signing a record deal was a big deal it's like yo if I get on a mixtape what well and then that was course, it and then of course like I mean I think I, I know we talked about this a long time ago but if you're a more, more recent listener you might not have heard this but like let's be 100% clear DJs were selling slots on mixtapes. Oh, 10,000%. This is not a theory. I know this to be true. That's all I'm going to it's say. It's a fact. It's a total, absolute fact. 
right? You want to be track 20 <laughs> on a DJ Holiday or DJ Radio or Big Mike mixtape? There is probably a price, my friend. Yep. And here's how you knew that they pay for the slot. When the song starts, the DJ would say, oh, this is crazy right here. Like, you don't like this song. You got paid for it. Don't do that to me. You know how many... <laughs> I mean, but no, it's, it's the, but here's, here's the thing. 98% of those songs were terrible. Yeah. They were bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, of, of course it was something that you had to do. It was part of, part of the game at the time. Shoot. It, it's really no difference to, you know, paying for playlist slots now. Sure. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just evolved. It's payola on the radio. Like. It is what it is. It's part part of the game. It's funny because like payola is supposed to be illegal, but you know, the law is never kept up, you know? Oh, of course not. I mean, that's why I think, you know, labels were more than happy to have this mixtape situation because like they're, they get to reap some of the benefits, but they're outsourcing most of the risk, you know, as as drama found out the hard way in 2007. Absolutely. You know, he must've been looking around like, I'm sorry, what is going on here? Yeah. Y'all not, y'all just not finna... Y'all just gonna leave me out to dry like this? Right. What? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think I think you're right for the most part, and that kind of informs what my list is. Yeah. And I almost feel like now I need to <laughs> separate them because my list tells a story. Well, that's the um, other thing is how do you, you know? One conversation we always have when we do a definitive fifteen is how are you framing it, right? Because like yeah. in theory, I think a lot of the times we approach this as like pretend you're trying to explain you're trying to tell the story of mixtapes important mixtapes to somebody who doesn't really know and you know considering you have teenagers you have mm-hmm. an interesting perspective on this right because you're like no really yeah, i introduce sure. my kids to music all the time so yeah. like is that how is, did you approach this as like i'm trying maybe these aren't my 15 favorite mixtapes but correct if you're telling the story of mixtapes this is what you got to have on it absolutely okay. that's exactly what i did okay now Yes, absolutely. So with me, most of my mixtapes are DJs. Mm. Um, I only have how many artist mixtapes do I have? One, I have two, so three, many four, artist mixtapes. I can't even tell you. Six. I have six artist mixtapes out of my fifteen. Okay. Um, and even then, out of the six, one, two, three, four of them have are hosted by DJs. Hosted by DJs. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Well, there are. I mean, first of all, there are too many. What? Listen, listen. I'm also let you know I cheated, and I I have series on my list because yeah. DJs were putting out series part one, part two, part three, and they meant something. Why this was made into a series? Um, I, I wanted to talk about how um, mixtapes informed what happens in uh, commercial music and just you know uh, hip hop in general, hip hop R&B in general, and even pop music in some regards as well. Um, so it's like some of these are not actual mixtapes. They are, okay, this ser- this mixtape series is responsible for this and this. Um, this mixtape series is responsible for that and that. So I just want to let you know I cheated a little bit. Mm. That's cool. I appreciate that. You, uh, just in advance, I just want to say thank you for putting the Big T and Doc instrumental series on your <laughs> list. I really appreciate that. Yo, I, I thought about the instrumental. Like, listen, <laughs> I was just telling my son, like, the first beat tape that I got was a um oh, I forgot who it was, but it was something that my boy had bought off eBay. I'm just here to tell you right now, if you have J Arms how to be an MC on this list, we might have to have Nah, this nah, okay. nah, nah. Just out of but, respect. 
I would have put if I wouldn't have put Big T in Doc or or uh, I, I would have put um, I would have did Sycamore before J Arms. Mm. Sycamore B tapes. They didn't come out often, but when they came out, they always had stuff that I wanted. And it was always like the full versions, whereas J Arms was like finding somebody. Either he was stealing stuff, stealing stuff from you, yeah, you know. or he was stealing stuff that like. Or he was like chopping up stuff, which worked for the most part. But I have an engineer. ear. Oh, my daughter has my eight year old has an engineer ear. <laughs> Hold on. Let me tell you. So we were listening to this mixtape the other day. I'm picking her up from daycare. Not even four bars in. The first thing she's my eight year old. First, first thing she says was, I can hear him breathing. I said, oh, you're, I said, oh, no. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, no. She can't hear anything else. Like, but whatever. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. I think I want you to start first because I'm I'm putting mine into okay into uh, categories. I'm gonna I'm gonna name I'm gonna name one that um, I already mentioned just for the historical rec- the historical nature of it. I want to get to make sure I get the uh, get the track list here. Um, let's see if I can find the track list. By the way, you know what's great is archive.org has a lot listen, of these mixtapes, man. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <sighs> Archive is amazing. That's all yeah, yeah. It's like wow, Archive they've got like the, this rip of a DJ Clue mixtape for. Mm-hmm. So, on the list, I'm putting it there, even though it's I don't think it's the most important DJ Clue mixtape, but it's the first like real ex- mixtape that is nothing but ex- that is supposed to be nothing but exclusives. Mm-hmm. Okay, Method Man, Bring the Pain, Wu Tang, Can It Be Remix, uh, stuff from. Uh, from the Brat and Biggie, Jerry the Damager, oh, you can't stop the profit. You know, yeah. Common, I used to love her. Like this was, it was just supposed to be like you want the newest stuff, stuff you've never heard before. You need, yeah. you need this tape. You need the CD. And this concept came to dominate mixtapes for the for like almost fifteen years, mm-hmm. aside from the artist mixtape. So I'm putting on there mm-hmm. DJ Clue Back to School Part One. Yeah, absolutely. Not on, not on my list, but very, very, very important. Yeah. So, like, I, do I go back and listen to this mixtape? No, because like every single one of these songs, I can get on streaming in full quality. But like, yeah, it's it's just to me, it's just meant to represent like what this meant at the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Great choice. Great choice. Um, ironically, Clue is only on one of my lists. Mm. He only oper- he only he only occupies one slot, which is very crazy because there are definitely DJs who occupy more than one. Um, so I'm gonna go probably in uh, in sequential order, okay, in terms of timelines. And so you talked about blend tapes, yeah. And I'm looking at this resurgence on TikTok and social media of blend tapes or of blends. I don't know what they call them, but like it's like. Oh, if Drake was on uh, in '95, it's like that. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, these are just these are just blends. This, this is, is blends. This is just lot. This is just you know downloading on on, on Napster. The forgot about Dre Megamix. Absolutely, <laughs> but now you have um, you know programs like uh, DJ and the with the ability to just automatically sync these up. Um, cause I remember I was telling my wife last night, I had a program called PC DJ mm. and this was my first experience with like manipulating music, uh, manipulating music and using technology to do it. Um, where I would find acapellas and instrumentals on Napster, audio galaxy, bear share, whatever. And I put the acapella on one side, instrumentals on the other. I was literally, I would literally loop 
um, instrumentals on Windows sound recorder. And I would like hit it. I would hit record and then I hit stop and I would have to literally catch the loop randomly and then extend it in uh, my Sony uh, Acid 2.0 and then turn it into an MP3. And yeah, like that's how I was making these blends. I was making blend tapes when I was making mixtapes because that's how I was getting my music out. I was like, I would get all these exclusive. Jesus, I would get all these exclusives from different mixtapes, yeah. getting stuff from IRC, and then I would put it in my my Sony Audio or Sony Sony Acid, and I'm literally slicing um, DJs out of different spots uh-huh. to where it's DJ-less, and then I'm adding my tags and I'm putting my freestyle with me and my friends as track one, similar to what Clue was doing with Fab. Right. And I was selling them in mixtape stores like next to Clue and Case Lay and all these guys. So this is why this this means a lot to me. But when you talk about blends, I think that radio sounds the way it does now because of blend tapes. Bad Boy is what it is mm-hmm. and Bad Boy's notoriety. And Puff will tell you himself that Puff was inspired, jacked, however you want to call yeah. it, taking those Ron G blends mm-hmm. and saying, I'm going to have Mary J. Blige do this. Mary J. Blige is going to sing over hip hop records. I'm going to have Biggie rap over R&B beats. Um, and so there's a whole series from Ranji called Youngest in Charge. All of them are on my list. If I had to recommend one or a couple, any anyone 11, 12 or 13 are good, are good to go. But Ranji is the when you think of blend tapes, shout out to Mr. Rello and Jadel, shout out to Dirty Harry. Um, even Envy uh, was doing blend tapes. I think Clue was doing Clue was doing blend tapes at first, but his blend like they weren't getting any traction so mm-hmm. he he does he pivots and does exclusives because ron g has the uh the blend tapes just on smash like there it's his he has the crown so ron g like literally music sounds the way it sounds today because of these blend tapes that were i think the first ron g tape was in 91 i want to say yeah and I think it still right. holds weight today it still right. holds weight today so ron g 100 youngest in charge uh on my list a lot of those tapes are on youtube um, you can you can find them there. I think what we'll probably do is add a lot of these to the ten dollar tier. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Um, I, yeah. I bet I imagine some of these might already be in there because you've got quite yeah, a, a couple quite of a few mixtapes in the ten dollar tier. But yeah, if you uh, if you're listening, we didn't even mention the Patreon. First of all, shout out to the Patreon. Thank you all. For what subscribe. up, Patreon? Um, if you're if you're listening to this and you're either not a Patreon subscriber or you are a Patreon subscriber, but you've always wondered what do I get for for bumping up a tier. This episode might be one of those where you get a little something extra for bumping up a tier. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of you for sure. Yeah. I thought about, I thought about Ranji, but I, I didn't really, I didn't really know what to even pick for being like a definitive, like, what am I going to pick for a definitive Ranji tape? So I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. There's some other ones from the nineties that I almost want to like preemptively give an honorable mention to, but okay. I'm going to wait. Cause I'm sure you might cover some of them, but I'm moving on. I'm, I'm going okay. full steam ahead. <laughs> For sure. I know it's like we have different timelines. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally, that's totally cool. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take some obvious ones. Okay, I, let's do it. I'm just going to start with 50 Cent is the future. I, I, I debated <sighs> like, do I want this or do I want No Mercy, No Fear? I th- but 50 Cent is the future. I mean, might be the most important... It's one of the most important mixtapes ever released. Is it the most important artist mixtape? 
It was it was the first, effectively. Mm. You know, was it? Yeah, it really is the first. Okay, like effectively, like it kind of starts the whole it starts the whole thing, right? Where it's yeah, you know, you've got um, you got Who Kid on there, but like this is not this might as well not be a Who Kid mixtape. This is no, this is like, and you know, there it's funny, like it's this isn't. You 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 eventually see an evolution where it's like not just um, freestyles, but like because these aren't well. This I say this is not just freestyles either. These are reinventions of songs, right? Which of course was Fifty's whole thing that was super innovative. But like this is effectively this was his way of getting around the music industry. You know, he's dropped mm-hmm. from Columbia. Yeah, guess who's back comes out. But like Fifty Cent is the future is what really is what really starts, and then. Yeah, I mean, starting with like, oh no, even like No Mercy, No Fear is still mostly like reinventions. Look in here. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like all his mixtapes leading up to Get Rich or Die Trying, he's still, it's like, it's the first iteration of, of artist mixtape because it's not quite the, no, this might as, it's not quite the thing where it's like, actually, this is kind of my debut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, but it's not really mm-hmm. my debut. Like we see that come mm-hmm. soon. But to me, this is like, yeah, 50 Cent is the Future, to me, I think has to be on this list. Yeah, um, I actually just went on ahead and put all three. <laughs> in, the, in the top 15. <laughs> yeah, God's Plan, No Mercy, yeah. No Fear. Like, they all occupy one spot because they all accomplished the same thing to me. Mm. Um, here's, what they, here's what they weren't doing at the time. Um, there was no... Artists weren't taking... Artists were taking other people's beats and just rapping over them. Yeah. 50 was taking other people's beats and making entire, entirely different songs. Yeah. Maybe using the same cadence, but like you take an R&B record, maybe street it out, you know, add some, some goon elements to it. And the, the step further is they start getting played on the radio. Mm-hmm. And initially, um, some artists, their original songs were getting taken out of rotation yeah. and 50s records were getting repl- replacing them. Uh-huh. Um, where later on down the line, I remember 50 talking about artists, would, oh, Tony Ayo was talking about it, like where artists were, would pay them to do remixes of their songs because <laughs> it was a part of the promo. Sure. Um, it's more like in the, in the G-Unit radio series with Who Kid. Yeah. Um, but these, those three literally... What it says, what it does is it, it, cause we also, we also have to mention like he got dropped from Columbia. He got blackballed. Yeah. In addition to like, so nobody's rocking with 50 cent. This is coming off of how to rob that was already, that already rubbed people the wrong way. He gets shot, gets blackballed, puts out, guess who's back. Uh, his, his, his album power, the dollar leaks, you know, leaks infamously online and in the streets. It's everywhere. Um, so this is literally his last ditch effort, you know, with Jam Master J teaching him how to make music. He kind of uses this formula. He brings in Tony Yeo, Lloyd Banks, and it's just, it's just a perfect storm, man. And it just took everything. It's literally like, imagine never hearing somebody, you know, rap over, uh, LL Cool J's Love You Better, changing yeah. it to After My Cheddar and, and just like, thinking it's the craziest thing in the world because it was yeah so shout out to 50 this also just this also was the template for artists if you were having label troubles and mm-hmm. one of my albums uh is is or one of my mixtapes is this if you're having label troubles or if your label wants you to do a certain type of song certain type of music you can go to the mixtapes and directly do whatever it is that you want and reach the people 
That's right. Um, this was this was less of an internet thing, and it was more of like a street thing. Yeah. Um, where you know it was on the internet, but it was more so like literally just spreading through physical copies throughout the country. So, shout out to Fifty Man. That was a great time. <sighs> okay, next uh, record that I or next tape that I have is which one? Okay, let's do this one. So this is from '92. Mm. Um, this is a this is a mixtape where there's no rapping on this tape, but it's from one of the greatest DJs of all time, Kid Capri. And what Kid Capri did was he took all of the infamous break beats or loops and just cut them up for an entire hour and a half for the whole tape. Um, so everything from impeach the president, uh, all of the infamous drum loops that you've heard a thousand, a million times on records. These are just raw versions and the DJ's cutting them up. This is instrumental. Whenever you talk to any DJ, they bring up this mixtape as being just one of the most uh, important definitive projects. And I have to do this out of respect. And it's 52 beats. So let me pull this up. I should have had this pulled up already. So literally everything from where is it at? Yeah. Take me to the Mardi Gras, Funky Drummer, Apache, uh, you know, Tramp. Last night changed it all. Like literally every single drum loop that you've ever uh, heard used on a hip hop record. Kid Capri puts it on the mixtape. And when you're talking mixtape DJs and you're talking hip hop DJs, you have to have Kid Capri representation. Um, unfortunately, Soundtrack to the Streets did not make it. <laughs> you know, we, but 52 Beats has to go on the list for me. I, I was going to ask you about like, do you, are there, is there anything by a, DJ that made it to a major label that you think we should consider? Oh, one of them is one of them is a major label mixtape. Okay, okay. There was one yeah. I considered just because of like what it meant, like as a personal favor. But I don't know. But we'll, we'll, we could talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that when I when I do mine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Not. Yeah. A lot of those. Listen, I, I loved the closest one. I think, man. I guess let's ask this: like, who had the best um, official mixtapes? Like released through a label mixtape mm. album i guess you could say because mm. essentially here's the other thing y'all these Khaled albums are mixtapes oh yeah yeah the format is 100 percent mixtape style uh-huh. um but you know you've got clue you've got k slay was putting out tapes dj drama was doing gangster grills to me my favorites were funk master flex's uh 60 minutes of funk like one through one was okay, but two and three are really, really good personal classics to me. And four, four was four was cool. Three is cool. Two, you could see the difference. Volume two is actually like a mixtape. Yep, I love volume two. Funk Flex volume, volume two was oh man. I feel like first of all, you know, it's a lot of Yvette Michelle, but that's Funk Flex for you. Um, yeah, he was he's, yeah. she was signed to it's him. It's fine. She know. was signed. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> yep. But like. The freestyles on there, it was just like, oh, wait, yes. I mean, oh, man, I mean, Biggie and the Locks, Puff and Mace, like, we've, that you Puff and Mace Nas, one. You got Nas. Great. Yeah, Nas, yeah, the Puffin, J one's Jay-Z, good. Yeah, um, Mega rapping over the Rainy Days remix. Yeah. Yeah, dog. It's a lot of joints on there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Foxy Brown rapping over um, Still Shining. Was that volume two or is that volume three? I think that was volume two. Uh, I think that's got to be volume two because Still Shining doesn't even come out until... 95 so but volume three is when we start to get into like yeah there are still some 
free. Yeah, actually, I take that back. I mean, you definitely still get some freestyles, but it's not quite as. Um, oh, maybe I'm. Th I must be thinking of something else. Volume three really is a lot. Volume three is very much like volume two. Actually, oh, I'm thinking of yeah, the tunnel. A lot I'm of thinking of the tunnel. Lot of I was like, you're thinking of the tunnel. Yep, the tunnel. And I loved the tunnel at the time. But yeah, you got volume three. You got dmx rapping over give up the goods yeah you got cam and charlie baltimore rapping over incarcerated scarface a lot of rizza yeah <laughs> i mean but remember uh these these were coming out through loud yeah oh yeah i'm sure loud is like listen yeah whatever beat you need let me know right we'll clear it oh foxy's 10 percent diss yeah yeah yep most de there's a most deaf freestyle Common rapping over Los Angeles Times. Oh, cannabis rapping over ice cream. Missy Elliott oh, rapping cannabis over, over cannabis over ice cream is the def that yes. is the song from this mixtape. It's the definitive yep. song from this mixtape. Oh boy, is that the definitive song? Yes. Okay. Okay. Cannabis over ice cream in 1998 because this 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 comes out in August of 98 before the album, before For the sure. before the Can I Bust album, right? So he's he's still the guy. He's still the guy because all we've heard from an album is second round knockout. Mm -hmm. He's still the guy. Get retarded wasn't out back then. It might have been that, on like mixtapes, mix tapes. but I don't. Yeah. You know, for 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 a young doc who who all he all he had was I either had to buy the CD or I had to I had to see it on TV on on, on MTV or BET. That's all I had. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. yeah, cannabis is not gonna let me down. <laughs> for sure. For sure. There's <laughs> also a there's a Shaquille O'Neal and Sonya Blade freestyle on here. You too. know, <laughs> Sonya. Sonya Blade. What record Jesus. did she have? Hold on. Um, it was uh, look it was for the, the name. Look for the name. It was Primo. Yeah. Yep. Of course it was Primo. <laughs> of course it was. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. All right. But uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's let's keep let's keep moving. <laughs> we could be on yeah. this forever. We'll be here all day. Yeah. 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 Where you at? Is it your turn or my, it's, it's your my turn, turn, right? I want to talk about okay. Dipset. Yes. The Diplomats volumes volume whatever one through I guess four. Five. Five, you want to call away to five? I think for me it's just yeah. a question of like, do I put the whole series on here or do I just pick one? I put the whole series. <laughs> it initially for me was two. Two is tough. Two is I think two is the me most now, definitive. freestyle, show you how yes. remix. I really mean it. I yes. love you. I'm ready. Yes. One for PD Crack. These are bombs. Hearing these records for the first because volume one is basically come home with me yes with it really is yeah yeah and I'm it sure. came out after come home with me dropped right so it's like why do i need the mixtape when i have the album so i never really tapped into volume one but volume two is coming off of the nas beef the hot 97 debacle um they benefit i mean ironically <laughs> they benefited the most um out of that whole ordeal yeah and it kind of starts the diplomat wave especially online because that I don't know how it, I don't know what it did in New York. I'm sure it did a lot there just based off of what their influence is now, but that that mixtape just spread like wildfire on the internet. Um so I initially I would say volume two is the most definitive, but two through five all have classic just bombs on it. And like the evolution here from what we saw with 50 Cent is the future, now it's like no 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 no. We're putting out original stuff. Yep. We're putting out what because we're just making music as fast as we can. Mm -hmm. We're putting it out. It's not just freestyles. It's stuff that eventually I mean, we've talked about it a million times. Like eventually this go a lot of this stuff makes up, the you know, a chunk of diplomatic immunity. Right. That's but right. 
but in a lot of cases, you know, we got these records. This is the sort of stereotypical, like, oh, didn't clear the sample, but at least we got the at least we got it on the mixtape, mm-hmm. right? But man, I was looking like volume three is is tough. Volume Volume four, volume three, bigger picture. Come on, man. Yep. What's really good? Yep. But Uh, Dead Dead MF's on volume three too, right? No, that feels a little early for that song, right? Is is that three or four? Four is, oh man, four is like, you know, you're going to love me. You ought to know. Yep. (sighs) Man, what a time. What a time. Purple Haze. Ground Zero, like they're really just giving away what's really good. The OG, they're just giving away the album. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and that was, you know, they didn't really care. You know, because like I think what's so. Let me ask you this. Here's what's interesting. Like I think the if you if you aren't paying attention to the internet, then the assumption is that like it's okay if we sell these mixtapes because who like outside of the tri-state area, who's listening to these? So there was a disconnect. First of all, let me also point out Diplomats Volume 3 has the the second remix of Hey Ma with the I Choose You sample. That record is crazy. Then the full version came out and it wasn't as good. But there was a disconnect. So remember when this is I, this is probably just like a real just a real New York mentality. So when Nas I Am leaks, when Mob Deep Murder Music leaks, um, we should be playing some of these songs, to be honest with you. We should. <laughs> Um, when when those albums leak, they kind of leaked online like a little bit. Little bit. murder music more than I am, but like it was, but it was everywhere in New York. So with Nas and Mob Deep living in New York, with their record labels being based out of New York, they go outside and it's like, yo, the album is everywhere. It's like, no, it's in one city. <laughs> you can still put this album out as is, and you'll be fine. There's a whole country, a whole world out there that has not heard these records. When these mixtapes come out, yeah. the internet is a little more sophisticated. Um, so the records are everywhere. But again, these records aren't mixed and mastered. You can always add additional verses. What what diplomats were doing, like with I Love You, they were splitting them up. Yeah. We're just going to do one verse. Yeah, you got you got to wait to the album. Stuff like that. Um, it worked. The problem was, was they didn't take into account, oh, sample clearances. I mean... S- so if anything, they probably were. And here's the other thing. They were probably making money hand over fist selling oh, yeah. these mixtapes. Well, especially since who's paying for like these are all all these recording sessions are being paid for by the labels that these guys are signed to. That's right. Which in this case is mostly Rockefeller. Right. Rockefeller. So, <laughs> you know, I'm sure Jay did. I'm sure <laughs> Jay was looking at this like, wait a minute, let me get this straight. We're paying all these like hopefully jay never looked at a budget but somebody looked at a budget and was like you're telling me that we've been running studio time non-stop for these mixtapes and where is this money going to exactly like it's one thing when you're finessing you know epic or columbia or interscope and in a sense i'm sure they're like we're finessing def jam right Mm -hmm. and maybe that is what they were doing but like man because it really was a little bit of a finesse in that way. For sure. Yeah. They're not cutting they're not cutting Dame into those mixtape sales. You crazy? But I just nah, can't even man. begin to explain to you if you weren't around what it was like for the first time to yeah, listen DJ to this. K. Slay, AKA, AKA slap your slap favorite DJ, the drama king in the fucking building. Diplomats mixtape. This into my veins. The name of this joint right here is called You're Gonna Love Me. Joel Santana album exclusive. Let's go. 
the let's go yeah, followed by there's like a second and then that bass hits the bass is it it's yeah. like a that's a it's an all-time doc hip-hop moment for me like you just can't it does not get better than that for me <laughs> i keep telling y'all like these are and it's funny because like these are the songs this is the era that like connected doc and i's friendship like yeah. literally sitting on a nerdy internet uh <laughs> web chat file sharing yeah and being like yo have you heard you're gonna love me right. and like playing it and being like oh my god what is this and, um, and really a, re- a real good test of how much did Marissa like me as I'm like playing these records and I, I she's got to wait for Kay Slay to stop talking. It's like, no, no, hold on. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, but a- again, a testament to the importance of the DJ. Mm. Um, well, let's talk about that. Okay. Hold on a second. Uh, Is Kay Slay important to these records? Yes. Okay. Make the pitch. Here's why. Okay. Simply because... At the time, a case case hosting a mixtape was simply a cosign. R- sure, you know yeah, of okay. Course, of course, rappers are paying for these slots, like whatever they're, they're paying, for, you know, whatever to, to mix it. It's it's why so many rappers went against the grills in the the early to mid two thousand mid two thousands, right? Right. right. Um, so it's not to say you're getting the case lay experience, and for that you either love it or hate it. Right. You can either take it or leave it. So, yeah, we we, of course we want. okay, we want the no DJ versions, but you just said it yourself. K-Slay doing the drop, building it up. Meanwhile, the samples creeping in. Soon as he finishes talking, there's a split second. The beat drops. That's a that's an experience. Yeah, for sure. That's an experience. Now, once you get into like track 14, track 15 and K-Slay's running out of stuff to say. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. You know what I'm saying? But no, you you. Especially during this time, early 2000s, like the DJs, they ran hip hop. They, they did. did. They did. And like the cosign was super important. But like you have to assume by the time we get to Dipset Volume 4. Do, Five. Well, but like, but sure. But even it by was, the time you get to four, do you still need the cosign? But I imagine some of this also was your ta- what you're really doing is you're also getting in on the distribution. Mm, I was I was thinking more of like branding. Like now, K. Slay is synonymous with these mixtapes. You can't do one without him, and yet, which is why they didn't do a volume six. They just started doing those like Purple City and yeah. their own stuff. I mean, also Rockefeller was falling apart. That too. But like, it is interesting that they they never were like, let's go. Gr-. First of all, like they got DJ Clue signed to Rock, but also they never were like, can we sign Case? No. They never made an attempt to get K. Slay in on it, which is interesting. No, remember, K. K always hated Jay Z, <laughs> and I'm gonna get into that because K. Slay is on my list. But yeah. like, K. Slay is the guy who broke Ether. Mm-hmm. He's the first DJ to play it. DJs were not t- Rockefeller was running things on a ground level. Excuse me, when it comes to mixtapes. So Nas in 2000, like, listen, people don't want to hear this. Nas in 2001 was done. Nobody was mm. checking for Nas. Nobody. Outside of Nas fans. So when Ether drops, when Jay disses, when Jay disses Nas, it kind of, you know, it's what Jay said. I, you know, I gave you life when people forgot you MC. Like there's it's a little exaggerated because it's a hip hop boast. But it's kind of true because people weren't really checking for for Nas like that. Yeah. yeah and yeah. K Slay's the first DJ to play Ether, even when Jay-Z and because uh, remember, K didn't like Clue, K didn't like uh, didn't like Envy. When Jay, Jay-Z and Jazz were going back and forth, when you hear those, there was a mixtape. I wish I had it. It's a K-Slay mixtape where he plays Jazzo over mm-hmm. and then he plays the I Get High freestyle afterwards. 
and K Slay's dissing Rockefeller over their own diss. Like he's like talking trash, like, yo, stop calling my phone. Yo, y'all, like he was talking crazy. Yeah. Over their diss. So that that's why. And then also there's the Harlem connection if you're talking about Jay-Z or if you're talking about Dipset and, and K Slay. Like they're they're just from the same area. And in New York, you know, stuff like that matters. Versus Clue being from Queens, like, yeah, you know, yeah. for, that's like <laughs> it's like Ohio State and Michigan. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you from Queens? Ugh. Like, all right, all right. It's, it's a train ride away. Cut it out. Anyway. But yeah. All right. We we might have to we, we got we gotta speed things up a bit. We're, yeah, we gotta speed. <laughs> We're gonna be here forever. But Diplomats is also on my list as okay, well. Good. Right. Um okay, another mixtape, because I'm yes, still sir. in my in my DJ bag. Early, you talked about the first um DJ to put out, you know, exclusives and freestyles and stuff um being clue. But however, there was another mixtape from another iconic mixtape DJ that was just freestyles that came out in i believe 95 it's a double disc the first double disc mixtape and literally a- anybody who's a who's an mc is on this is on this mixtape from that time and it's a uh, tony touch 50 mcs mm, had to go on the list that's a good one had to go on the list so that's a legendary one for sure yeah for sure for sure great 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 mixtape great mixtape a, a capsule if you want to like feel the 90s I mean, a lot of these mixtapes are like that, but yeah, for sure. Tony Touch 50 MCs. Okay. So we had the art. So uh, as an interesting evolution of the artist mixtape early on in sort of the era of the artist mixtape, you get some, so this isn't quite a, it's not just a producer mixtape, but it's a producer and an artist mixtape. I had to put Kanye West get well soon. Mm. trying to in the spirit of like the street out so this is like yeah it's a collection of like it's oh like you listen to this you're like wait a minute the same it's like okay so it's got you know like be all right and good to you and you know dead or alive and got nowhere and all these other records but it's also got jesus walks and through the wire and you know uh what else it's got uh it's got um the first version of home. Oh man. Um, yeah, dog. you know, but it's got all these, re- it's got all these records just to be like, Oh no, I'm, I've got this music and I am trying. Cause he, he's trying to get Rockefeller to pay attention to him. Absolutely. Early versions are through the wire yeah. with the still standing outro. Yeah. Popping tags is on here. The bounce is on here. Oh, three Bonnie and Clyde is on here. The yeah. good, the bad, the ugly, but God, I know. I know. <sighs> yep. And then early stuff, stuff yeah. he was ghost producing on the oh, Harlem sure. World album. Harlem World, uh, I mean, Papa was a player. Yep, um, yep. Yeah, Harlem World, what else is ghost producing on The here? Truth is on there. Yeah. Uh, the Mad Rapper Ghetto with Raekwon and Carl Thomas is on there. That mm-hmm. beat is crazy. The Reebok commercial he did with Scarface, forgot all about that. Yep. That's on there. Yep. Yeah, dog. Yep, yep. Great pick. Great pick. Great pick. Not on my list, and I'm kind of, I, I slept. It's a great pick. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with okay. it. Uh, okay. Uh, the other thing that we have to talk about yeah. is I want to go to the South for a second. Mm, I de- definitely. There's, and, there's some very important South mixtapes on here. For sure. And it's this is not DJ drama because okay. I didn't want to do that. Um, in the 90s, man, one thing that mixtapes did is created like uh, entrepreneurial opportunities for MCs and rappers who, miss, who may not necessarily like get the major label look, but 
you know, some of these places prior to the Internet and social media just kind of bringing us together. Like, Doc, you know this. You would go to another state for the summer or something like that. And it would be like a, a world unto itself. Mm. They dress different. They yeah. listen to music differently. Like every they move different. You know, you go to certain parts of the South and it's just slow. It's literally slower. Slow. Like what is what is going on? Life is slow. <laughs> life is slower. And um, we have to talk about DJ Screw. Um, I, I hadn't. I, so this is I'm glad we're having this conversation because it's one of those things where it's like I, I didn't know like which mixtape to pick. But I think he needs just, a spot here. Yeah. Yes, I just put the whole gray tape series um, because it, there's. They're not, I don't know if there's one definitive mixtape and I'm sure like, hey, if there's a definitive screw tape, like, let me know. Um, because screw is one of those people that I heard about, like in hindsight, um, I didn't hear, I didn't know much about screw until maybe like right before he died or maybe after he died shortly thereafter. Um, but I was aware of the great tape series and just the point of like, yo, we're making these mixtapes out of our basement. We're selling them. And we're making money hand over fist. Like that was a huge thing about, you know, you take that with the Bay Area, certain places in the South with, with what No Limit was doing and rap a lot. And like they almost carried themselves in a mixtape style, just being unto themselves. And even just the introduction of screw music, slowing it down, like actual freestyles, like, you know, Lil Flip, Chameleonaire, Paul Wall, like gave birth to Michael Watts and OG Ron C and all these guys that still have influence today when you look at your Drakes and your ASAP Rockies and even a lot of this like um, kind of like sad Juice World XXX mm. like a lot of this stuff like has roots in not only Memphis hip hop and Three Six Mafia but like a lot of these screw tapes as well um, showing also showing artists that like you can make more money independently selling it selling it yourself pressing setting it up yourself. Uh, then you could sign into a major label. We would later see with like your chameleonaires and your slim thugs and, you know, things of that nature. So, um, yeah, screw screw had to get a slot for me because when I think of mixtapes, he's he's up there really top five in one of the first DJs that I think of. Um, again, I wasn't there for that, but I definitely saw the influence and the impact um, from, you know, these his his series of tapes, man. Definitely. Yeah, I might have to go with man, maybe Southside still holding, which is like that's 90. what I was ninety nine, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was that was what I was I was originally gonna do. I'm like, yeah, I'm already doing series. Let me just do the <laughs> do the whole series. But yeah, shout out to shout out to Screw for sure. Um, my introduction to Screw Tapes was when I moved to Oklahoma. This is like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, and there was like one kid at the same bus stop I was at who also listen to hip hop. And here I am just moved from New Jersey. So, uh, you know, it's all East coast on my, on my, on my discman. Right. And this kid was from Texas and he had just moved there from some base uh, in Texas. And eventually he would, he would like, I got introduced to, to uh, DJ screw. And at the time I was like, no, no, get out of here. You know, it was one of those Mm -hmm. sort of like friendly kind of like banter relationships where like, I'm sitting here trying to tell him about cannabis and he's sitting here trying to tell me about like, you know, a little flip and I'm just, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yep. That was a thing. We were definitely kind of like bougie, like, but but I didn't, I didn't, I I didn't appreciate screw music until later. Like I'm not even trying, I'm not even trying to front, you know, 
Yeah. You know, what really did it for me was um, was the F action tapes from Ron C. Like it mm. wasn't even like slowing down because I remember I'll never forget. There was a guy that um, <laughs> I guess I was talking to my wife about this recently. Like, I, I guess this was like my like label, my label situation, like where I got jerked, where I was selling these mixtapes out of this mixtape store. And like I remember I was pressing up mad copies and he paid me like like 75 bucks or something like that. And I'm 19 years old, no job. And I'm like, great, I'll take the 75. And I realized, and I probably, I probably made him like 10 times that. Um, but he was in a car one night and he was playing as Paul Wall and Chameleon there and get your mind correct. And I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, what is this? Um, but later on, the F action tapes where OG Ron C is mixed, is like slowing down like slow jams and chopping those up. Like yeah. that's actually what made me a fan and then made me go back and, appreciate some of the other stuff um and then finding out that like the rappers in the south like there were rapidy rap guys down there so your your magnos chameleonaire like uh dudes that was actually like spitting to the degree that i would want them to as opposed to just like you know your little flips who were more style over substance right um but you know yeah yeah for sure okay um i think i'm next up yep I wanted to pick this one because once we got to the era of the artist mixtape, you know, there's a there's a, a certain candidate for greatest of all time rapper who has a who who's known for, if not setting trends, certainly jumping on them when the time is right. Mm, OK. OK. And this is not necessarily a situation where this guy was trying to go outside the system, but I felt like. I had to put the S. Carter collection on here mm. because it's a it's like it's a Jay Z mixtape, mm. you know. And this is when like the hype is starting to build for the Black album, but he's just rapping on here. Young Gifted and Black is freestyling, pumping mm. it up. Like there, you know, it's not that this is the greatest mixtape necessarily, but it's like now this notion, like, and of course, this is like packaged with uh, those first Reeboks he did, right? Yeah. So this is in the aftermath of Blueprint 2, which, you know, uh, they they decided, nah, let's try the Blueprint 2.1. Can we do that? Can we repackage <laughs> this? Can we fix this? Um, yep. But like... Now we're getting mixtapes out of the, so I guess shout out to Jay for this. Now it's not just like, oh, you got to like scrounge somewhere illegal or go to some shady site and download or whatever. It's like, no, now we're taking mixtapes. And I mean, they were always capitalist, right? Trying to sell some music as a whole point, but like, oh no, now we're pumping like corporations into this. Mm-hmm. And Jay is just rapping like crazy on this. Yeah. So I put, I, I felt like I want to put this on here. Good pick. Good pick. Okay. Even though, if I can be honest, S. Carter the remix is better. No, it's not. PSA remix, December fourth remix. Get out of here, man. Come Bro, on. like I Allure went back remix? and listened. The Allure? Yes, the Allure remix is the Allure remix is better than anything that's on the S. Carter collection mixtape outside of Young Gifted and Black. But some of those remix. I went back and listened to that recently. I actually found it, and I think I, I think I uploaded it to the Dropbox. If not, yeah. I, I will. But yeah, those remixes kind of age like milk. The best remixes on there are the Knife Wonder ones, and you know we got all those on uh, Black is Back. So yeah, yeah, it's not. That was a time, man. It was a time for sure. Okay. 
Yeah, because it was a big deal that like there's a Mad Lib remix on there. And yeah, it was a big deal. I remember that. Yeah, shout out to Jay for sure. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash CRS podcast or clockradiospeakers.com.